Welcome, welcome back to the Coach's Corner, everyone. Man, it feels like it's been a while since I've talked to you. It is, once again, Peter Sachuk, your coach and career development and training manager for UHY. I am so happy to be back with you all. I know it's been a while since you've heard from me, but we've had a lot going on over the past few months. We've launched an Emerging Leaders Program, pilot session, that is, that went over really well. And we've launched our brand new learning management system called UHY University. So a lot of things going on from the training and development standpoint. But I'm happy to be back and we're coming back with a new format. Moving forward, we're going to release episodes weekly, but instead of focusing on a topic that's just somewhere out in the ether, we're going to focus on topics that are inside of UHY University. So every week, I'll review a specific course inside of UHY University, give you my key points on the e-learning and maybe how it's already impacted my life and the results I've seen thus far, and then encourage you to check it out after you listen to the episode. I'm very happy to be back with you all. Hopefully you haven't been chomping at the bit too long for a new episode but we're back like we never left. On today's episode, we're going to focus on the bane of everyone's existence, email. Instead of saying email is bad, we're just going to look for tips, tricks, and strategies we can implement to increase our productivity and properly organize our email so it doesn't take over our lives. We'll learn how to create a productive environment, tools you can leverage to maintain your inbox. Once you have it cleaned up, how you can organize and maintain your newly organized inbox and learn how to create a to-do list that actually works. It's been a while. We're back like we never left. Let's dive into it. As I started to plan out what I wanted to talk about this week in this brand new format of the Coach's Corner, I realized there was one thing that was really outside of my control and I had let it get out of control for quite some time. And that was my email inbox. And I quickly realized that we do have some really good courses inside of UHY University to tackle that. And the one course that I really liked, and I watched it the whole thing beginning to end, was called Organize Email and Increase Productivity. It is one of the marketplace offerings we have. It's about a couple years old. And when you go back and watch it, you'll realize they're talking a lot about, you know, a Gmail inbox or some of these fancy tools and add-ons that you can get for either no cost or some cost. But what I want to focus on are really the true lessons that can be taken from this and applied really no matter what email client you're on. If you're using Outlook on your computer, if you're on Apple Mail, if you are using Outlook on the web, there are some really key principles that this training talks about. But first, I wanted to share some thoughts that the presenter also shared about email. When you think of the word email or the idea of email, what are some of those feelings that come to mind? Is it a feeling of being overwhelmed? Do you feel frustrated? Do you feel upset about your email inbox? Do you feel guilty? Count me in that camp. I feel all four of those things sometimes when I let my email inbox get out of control or when I can't find one of those emails that's really important in this moment right now. How many of you also use your inbox as a to-do list? where you see an email, you realize there's an action to be taken, so you just kind of let it sit there. You know you have to do something, but you're using the email as your to-do list. One thing I learned through this training is that that's not the recommended way to go about things. We'll talk about how to change your email inbox from a to-do list to just a place where you can aggregate information that you can later put on a to-do list. But 
starting off first, the training talks about how you can create a productive environment. And if there's one thing that you could do after taking this training is turn off the ding. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, when it comes to our email inbox, it's simply about turning off any sort of sound or alert or message that says you have a new email. When we're in the process of things, we're working, we get an email, there's some cold hard facts to multitasking or rather the myth of it. It takes 10 to 15 minutes to get back to the task at hand after checking an email. So picture yourself in this situation. You are in the midst of a very important audit or client meeting over GoToWebinar, and you see an email come into your inbox from one of those pop-up notifications. You can see a little bit of the subject, who it's from, and you immediately start to question, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to take action? What do I need in this moment to make this email actionable? You realize where your focus isn't on the client meeting or the important audit that you're doing. We also lose one hour every day to simply checking our email. Anybody want to take a guess at how many times we check email in that hour? 36 times. When I first heard that stat, I was just completely blown away that each day I come in, you know, eight to five, nine to six, whatever your work schedule is, and I go into it without knowing that I'm going to lose an hour just simply checking my email inbox. That's insane. And when we try to switch in back, back and forth between tasks such as email or important audit or client meeting, our brain produces more chemicals. It almost turns into overdrive. And we can get easily swayed by interruptions when our brain is on that overdrive. So really, we need to truly create a, an environment where we don't get distracted. And that's where I really like that advice of turning off the email notifications, or if you have an iPhone, or I think Android has these now, where you can set up a focus mode of a do not disturb so you don't get email notifications. If you also listen to the discussion I had with Stephen Wolf about eliminating all notifications, you can go that route too. Or you can leverage those focus modes to minimize or potentially eliminate the amount of notifications you get. This training also talked about this interesting project that a public radio station in New York held which was called the Bored and Brilliant Project. Now, the challenge with this project was to help people to learn how to disconnect from electronics, in this case, specifically the phone. What they did is they had members sign up and complete a challenge over a couple weeks. They first had them download this app called Moment, which is essentially like iPhone's screen time or Android's equivalent, where it shows you, hey, this is where you're spending the majority of your time on your phone whether that is social networking, your email inbox, or whatever it is. Now, I didn't sign up because I'm deathly afraid to find out what my breakdown would be because I know it would mostly be probably social networking and playing lots of solitaire. You, it might be Candy Crush or Angry Birds or Snapchat or TikTok. That's starting to become very popular and starting to eat up a lot of my screen time that I don't want shown to me. But I digress. What this, cha- what this project also help to illustrate is that we often have our most creative thoughts after our brain has been idle or doing some mundane task. One example that the training highlighted is that they had folks read a phone book. Can you imagine how boring reading a phone book would be? But what they found is that people often had their most creative ideas 
after or short or shortly into reading that phone book because your brain's not focused on the task. It's focused on something else. So then you have those creative moments of inspiration that you can apply later. But if you don't have anything to translate that to, such as a to-do list, it kind of just gets put out to the ether and you kind of lose that idea. Some of the other challenges that this bored and brilliant project included were keeping your phone in your pocket, especially when you're out in social settings or like a dinner or a social gathering. I've tried to do that even with simple tasks like such watching TV with my fiance at night, just keeping the phone away so I'm not prone to check it so I can focus on the TV show or even if we're having dinner, I tend to keep my phone in my pocket just to focus on the conversation because that's really the essence of so socialization is that human interaction. We often miss that when we're looking at our phones. Another challenge that for you Instagram lovers out there, no pictures for one whole day. Now I know a picture is worth a thousand words, but when we become overly obsessed with taking pictures, we kind of get lost in the moment. And I'm sure some of you can relate when you've been to a recent concert, comedy show, opera, anything like that where taking pictures or videos are allowed, you tend to lose yourself in the moment. You don't enjoy it. You're just focused on getting the most accurate shot, the most accurate video. This was an interesting part of the project because it encouraged people to really take in the sights, the sounds, the smells, the, the tastes, everything about your current environment. And that's something I think we all can benefit from is just a little bit more downtime from our phones and more taking in of each moment. Another challenge was deleting that app that sucks time away from your most productive moments. For the presenter, she talked about it being Instagram. I'm just as guilty. I'd probably say Instagram and then Twitter. I'm guilty for checking Twitter for sports hot takes or anything like that. When you delete that app, it then shifts your focus to something else. You're like, oh, I don't have this app anymore. Where can I spend my time or where should I be spending my time? And that's where some of those creative moments come around. And last but certainly not least, an interesting challenge they had to kind of encourage those creative ideas is to watch water boil. Now, I was cooking something last night that involved boiling water, and I can tell you that boiling water and just sitting there watching it is pretty boring. But especially when you're cooking, you have to be focused. You have to make sure the water doesn't boil over the side. After you are done watching that water boil, you might have another creative moment. I'm not saying all of us have to go sign up for this bored and brilliant project, but you can read more about it just by searching those keywords. But the key takeaways are that when you set your phone aside or eliminate it from the situation altogether, you really can better take in everything that's around you. You can be more creative. You can be more inspired. You can be more engaged. And that's something I think we all can really benefit from, especially in the world that we live in, full of audits, consulting, filling out tax forms, whatever your world looks like. Putting that phone aside, maybe in a drawer just away from your immediate space, can really help. So now that we've created a more productive environment for ourselves, how do we really take control of that inbox? Well, there was an initial thought that the presenter talks about, and it's this idea of inbox zero. It was initially coined by Merlin Mann, and he'll tell you himself that the idea of inbox zero is not that you have to zero out all of your emails at the, at the end of the day. It's more the time that email spends in your brain. You need to really keep your brain out of your inbox. When we're in it every single day, like we said, for an hour a day, 36 times an hour, 
we're spending the majority of our time and our brain power just simply trying to read through our inbox and figure out what the heck is going on. So instead, he challenges us again to keep your brain out of your inbox. Picture yourself sitting at your desk. You receive an email in your inbox. There's really three things you can do. You can reply, delete, or do later. Reply if you believe it's only going to take two minutes or less to respond. You can delete it, or if you're somebody that likes to hang on to things for a while thinking that you might need them, you can put it in your archive folder. But the key thing here is get it out of your inbox. That is simply a place to take in information and then do something with it. It's not a holding place. And then the final thing you can do is do it later. If you realize it's going to take longer than two minutes to do, you have to go pull in different sources of information, you can set it aside for later. And that's a perfect segue into, okay, well, now that I have three different things I should do, how should I organize those things that I need to do later or I can't respond to within two minutes? The training recommends creating three specific folders. One is called to do, which are things you need to take action upon. Pending, which could be things that you are awaiting a reply on, or if you made an Amazon order and you're just using it for tracking information, those are things that could go into that pending folder. And then the last folder is a to read or to listen. You're not exactly sure if you have something to do now, but you want to take a look at it later. So using that to read or to listen folder is a good place where you can store it and access it later. Now you can rename those folders to whatever fits you, fits you better. But I personally like to do pending and to view because so many emails now have music or they have video. So that way I'm just viewing it in whatever medium it has. When you have those three folders, the easiest way to process is just simply go top down. So when you're looking at your to-do list, you just start from the top down. If you have it organized from your newest message first, you start working on those things and just kind of crank your way through. If you like to go from the oldest first, again, top down mentality, same thing. Doesn't matter which folder you're in, you just leverage that top down mentality. Okay, so now we've talked about the three things we can do with email. We've created our three folders. We know how to process it. Now the question is when? When do we process it so we don't become so ingrained in our email inbox again once we've set up all these great strategies to keep us from being in our inbox? Well, the training recommends initially at first once an hour. So you picture, hey, 50 minutes you spend outside of your inbox, but then you take 10 minutes to process all those emails. Again, use your inbox simply as just a temporary holding place for things to go later. Put things in your to-do, reply if you can, delete or archive if it doesn't require a response. You might find throughout your day that once an hour is too frequent. Maybe you can go once every two hours, once every three hours, once every four hours, whatever works best for your schedule. The training also recommends that about two to three times every day, you take 30 minutes just to go through your folders and take the action, read it, view it, determine what the action is, and process that email. Get it out of those folders, put it in archive once you've completed a task, or if you are, it's still pending, you can leave it there, but once everything has processed, get it out of those folders and into the archive or delete it. Now I can tell you that I've really tried to put these first two strategies we talked about, creating that productive environment and trying to maintain a better inbox over the past about week or so from when I first watched this training. And I can tell you it has really helped my creativity, my productivity, when I just simply exit out of my email 
and I only check it maybe once every two hours or so to make sure that I'm, I'm not missing any, anything. The way we have Microsoft Teams built in makes it easy for people to get a hold of me if they need something quickly. Now, the last thing I'll talk about before we move on to how to maintain that inbox is being upfront with people that may not be used to this change in behavior when it comes to your email inbox. If you are simply setting aside time that says, hey, I'm going to check it every 10 minutes and I'm going to process 30 minutes two to three times a day, make sure your clients, your colleagues, your managers know that is your modus operandi, if you will. So that when, if they send you an email and they need an immediate response, and they but they know that you not are not going to reply right away, they can call you or they can give you an IM and get your attention. So now we know how to create a productive environment. We know how to maintain our inbox. But now how do we keep it from going out of control like it did before? Well, the first thing is clearing out any sort of huge backlog of email that you have. So if you have an email inbox that you realize has about 20,000 messages, 30,000 messages, whatever it might be, Leverage your online archive. It's available right in your Outlook homepage there, I believe is what it's called. But if you just look at the online archive, that's the folder you can move any email older than a certain amount of time. So coming up on the new year, that's a perfect time if you realize that, hey, I may not need these 2021 emails much longer. Once 2022 hits, you can take all those emails, put them in that online archive. You still have access to them, but they're not taking up space in your inbox. You can also set up filters or rules based on certain email notifications you get. You can also create canned responses for typical emails that you get. So if you are sending out specific forms or the same kind of information to different clients, you can set up what are called quick parts inside of Microsoft Outlook, where you can just quickly hit a drop down, select a quick part that you're going to send, and it drops it right into your email. You'll also realize that all of these changes can't be made immediately. Rome wasn't built in a day. So the final thing about maintaining your inbox is to make it a habit. Work on it daily. Don't break that chain. This was something that Jerry Seinfeld talked about in the training talks about it too, is that he realized that in order to be a successful comedian, he had to practice at least once a day. And when he practiced once a day, he would put an X on a physical calendar. I know, what are those things anyway in these days, right? But every time he would do that, he started to realize he's creating a chain of Xs or a chain of success, if you will. So don't break that chain. Practice it every day. Get in there for 10 minutes every hour, two to three times a day. You actually process, and it will come to you over time. Now let's wrap up our conversation with talking about how you can actually create a to-do list that will work for you. And it's first important to realize that, yes, your email inbox is one form of a to-do list, but it's not the most productive. What it should be is in, in essence an entirely different program or you know it could be a simple application on your phone. But what you should do first is realize all the different places you can get to-dos from. They could be from post-its that you leave on your desk. It could be paperwork that you have to do. It, it could be something from a calendar. It could be a voicemail or a text message. What you wanna do is collect all of these sources of information and group them into one place. One of the things you can leverage is that Microsoft Teams has a great add-in called tasks that you can start to build lists. You can build categories underneath those lists. You can set deadlines and due dates. And that way, when you get in every day, you've got those lists. You can update them dynamically. You can remove things. They will change status automatically once you complete or if you need more information before doing it. And what you should do is once you've collected all of those things and put them in the to-do list, look back at your email inbox. You remember when I talked about that to-do folder? 
when you have an email that you need to take action on, put that action into your brand new to-do list. So now it's on your list. You can put the email in the to-do. So now when you connect it later, you're like, oh, that's right. I need to send John my thoughts on this email. So then you type up your thoughts, you check it off on the to-do list, and then you reply to that email. The whole goal is taking yourself out of your email inbox and putting your to-dos in a dedicated list. That's gonna do it for this episode of The Coach's Corner. Again, thank you everybody for being patient and knowing that the coach will return. We're back like we never left. Be sure to check out the organized email and increased productivity e-learning that is now available through UHY University. You can use a direct link to enroll and get started in the notes of this episode, or you can just find it under the Coach Recommends catalog on the UHY University homepage. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.